Well, welcome to our first virtual Solid Ground. Hope everyone is doing well. It's awesome to see all your faces on little bubbles on a screen. And uh, yeah, this will be our format going forward. This sounds good? Okay. Can everyone hear me? Okay, good. Awesome. Well, thank you all for joining. It's, it's so good to see you all. Yeah, praise the Lord. Jesus Christ is still ruling and reigning. So we wanted to begin uh, this solid ground by give, doing a little um, recap of what we covered, I believe, two weeks ago. Um, if you all remember, I think a lot of you might not have been there because uh, it was a Thursday before spring break. Some, some, some probably were. So we wanted to give a little recap and then jump into uh, this uh, evening's material. Okay, so obviously we, we can't really uh, assume, uh, um, pass out um, outlines because it would be kind of hard. So I hope all you have a Bible nearby, right? You all have your Bibles? Okay, good. So I hope you all could get out your Bibles and um, try to follow along with me. I'll be reading a lot of verses, okay? We'll be doing a lot of verses. Um, okay, so I, I want to go over um, what we covered last week real briefly here. So I'm on Daniel chapter 2, verses, verse 31. Okay, that's where I'm at. Daniel chapter 2, verse 31. And uh, remember, I have, a, I have a different translation probably than many of you, so do your best to try to follow along. Hopefully it's pretty close. Um, to y'all's, and you can get the thought here. Okay. Okay, it says, you, oh, you all have it? Okay, awesome. Okay, you, O king, were watching, and there was a single great image. Okay, uh, hold on, a little backdrop before we read this. Um, Y'all remember um, in the beginning of Daniel 2, Nebuchadnezzar had a dream and uh, he was very troubled by these dreams. And then he got all the wise men in, um, in Babylon together to try to figure out what the dream meant. And none of them could. Okay, But Daniel not only knew what the dream was before even Nebuchadnezzar told him what it was, he also interpreted it. Okay, it's pretty awesome. Okay, so now we're, we're, um, we're the kind of second half of the chapter where uh, Daniel's talking to Nebuchadnezzar. Okay. With that being said, let's look at these verses. Okay, you, O king, were watching, and there was a single great image. This image, large and its brightness surpassing, stood opposite you, and its appearance was frightful. Concerning this image, its head was of fine gold, and, and uh, its breast and its arms of silver, its abdomen and its thighs of bronze its legs of iron, its feet partly of iron and partly of clay. You were watching until a stone was cut out without hands and it struck the image at its feet of iron and clay and crushed them. Then the iron, the clay, the bronze, the silver and the gold were crushed all at once and they became like chaff from the summer threshing floors. And the wind carried them away, so that no trace of them was found. And the stone that struck the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. Okay, interesting dream, right? 
Okay, so our brother Carlos did an awesome job two weeks ago at opening all this up. Um, the next few verses are the interpretation of that dream, and I'll just go over them really briefly. But in brief, the uh, head, this is kind of a great human image is what we'd call this. And there's four different kind of sections in this human image, um, which um, have all the different kind of, um, kind of materials. Okay, the head is um, Nebuchadnezzar, and it signifies all the different kingdoms throughout human history, um, starting really um, in according to this image from Nebuchadnezzar and ending with uh, the governments that we actually have set up today. So throughout human history, kingdoms have come and kingdoms have fallen, and uh, one kingdom has come to another. But uh, at the end of all these kingdoms, at the end of uh, this, interpret- of this uh, dream, there is a stone that comes and smashes these kingdoms from the toes and eventually causes all of these kingdoms to fall. And uh, eventually the stone becomes a mountain that fills the whole earth. Okay, hopefully this is jarring some in your memory. Anyways, Carlos did an awesome job developing all this and bringing all this out. But anyways, the great human image is struck by this stone. The great human image signifies um, human government throughout all of the different stages in history. And eventually it is destroyed by this stone. Okay, so we all know that this stone signifies Christ. Praise the Lord. Christ at His second coming. Okay, now let's jump down to verse 45. Um, Oh, sorry, verse 44. Um, And in the days of those kings, this is Daniel's interpretation, the God of the heavens will raise up a kingdom which will never be destroyed, and its reign will not be left to another people. It will crush and put it into all these kingdoms, and it will stand forever. Inasmuch as you saw that one of the mountains, a stone was cut without hands, and that it crushed the iron, the bronze, the clay, the silver, and the gold, the great God has made known to the king what will happen afterwards. And this dream is certain, and its interpretation trustworthy. So, we all know that the Lord's return is imminent. It's going to happen. Um, this stone here crushes this great human image and becomes a mountain and will reign forever and ever. Daniel prophesied of Christ's second coming even before his first coming. Um, you know, I, I, think, I think in this age, um, there's a lot, especially in this times we're living in now, there's a lot of uncertainty and there's a lot of hopeless, hopelessness and there's a lot of unrest and anxiety. However, our um, hope and our joy and our um, and what we are looking forward to as believers is this wonderful stone to come back and crush the totality of human government and set up his kingdom on the earth. Um, I don't know when this will happen, and uh, if someone says they know when, then they probably then they probably don't know when. Um, but I can tell you all today that this stone will come back and will destroy this human image. Oh, praise the Lord. The stone is coming. So we should live our lives unto this stone, loving him, enjoying him, and put all our hope, our trust in this wonderful one 
who will come back and set up his kingdom on the earth. Okay, so that was Daniel chapter 2. Okay, now let's turn to Daniel chapter 3. So flip a page if you need to. Um, So let me read to you the first verse, and then I'm going to ask a question, and then uh, maybe some of y'all can respond in the chat section of, um, of uh, of your Zoom app. Okay, Nebuchadnezzar, the king, made an image of gold, its weight 60 cubits and its width 6 cubits. He set it up in the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. Okay, do you think Nebuchadnezzar um, took to heart the main point of this, um, of this prophecy? Um, what, well, let's type in um, to the chat box, what do you all think is the main point of this um, dream Daniel saw? Okay, go now. Okay, I see a no. Okay, well, how about some type, what's the main point of this dream? Okay, the stone is coming. Who's that from? Oh, it's from Glenn. Oh, all right, thanks, Glenn. Y- y'all can all hear me, right? Okay, good. So the main point of this dream is the stone is coming. Okay, Nebuchadnezzar interpreted the dream as I'm the head of gold. I'm awesome. So what did he do? He set up an image of gold for um, the people in Babylon, including the Jews, to come and worship as, as a god. Um, so Nebuchadnezzar, you know, he took the word of God in a selfish way. He took it in a shallow way, and he took it in a way that only really applies to himself for his self-glorification and, uh, and his pride. He didn't really take the word in a pure way, um, the way that God really meant for that, uh, meant for that word to be interpreted. Okay, so real quick, I'm going to read um, some verses here in um, Daniel 3 and set up the background a little bit for some more sharing um, here to come. Okay, so I'm a, um, I read verse 1. Here we are, three, verse 3, 2. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king sent word to assemble the satraps, the perfects, and the governors, the chief judges, the treasury, off, the treasury officials, the law officials, the judges, and all the rulers of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar the king has set up. Then the satraps, the perfects, and the governors, the chief judges, the treasury officials, the law officials, the judges, and all the rulers of the province assembled themselves for for the dedication of the image uh, that Nebuchadnezzar the king has set up. And they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then a herald proclaimed loudly, To you it 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 is commanded, O peoples, nations, and languages, at the time that you hear the sound of the horn, flute, lyre, trigon, um, different musical instruments, you shall fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. And whosoever does not fall down and worship shall be thrown into the midst of a blazing furnace of fire in that very hour. Therefore, at that time, when all the peoples heard the sound of the horn, flute, and, different, and all kinds of musical instruments, 
All the peoples, nations, and languages fell down and worshipped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Because of this, at that certain time, Chaldeans um, drew near and accused the Jews. They responded and said to Nebuchadnezzar the king, O king, live forever. You, O king, have made a decree that every man who hears the sound of, the, of all these different instruments shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be thrown into the midst of the blazing furnace of fire. There are certain Jews whom you have appointed over the administration of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, Meshach and Abednego. These men have not respected you, O king, and they do not serve your gods nor worship the golden image that you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in rage and fury, commanded men to bring Shadrach, uh, Meshach, and Abednego, then they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar responded and said to them, Do you, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, purposely not serve my gods, nor worship the golden image that I have set up? Now then, if at the time when you hear the sound of the horn uh, and all the musical instruments, sorry, I'm trying to go a little faster here, you are ready to fall down and worship the image that I have made very very well, but if you do not worship, you will be thrown into the midst of the blazing furnace of fire in that very hour. And who is the God who will deliver you out of my hands? Okay, so the three answered and said, O Nebuchadnezzar, there is no need for us to give you an answer in this matter. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the blazing furnace of fire, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if he does not, let it be known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods, nor worship the golden image that you have set up. Okay, isn't it good to read the Bible? Okay, these are awesome, awesome verses. Okay, so Nebuchadnezzar set up his image, um, and then whenever uh, musical instruments were played, all were supposed to bow down and worship it. And, uh, and Daniel and his companions did not participate in that kind of um, idol worship. They stood firm. Um, they, didn't do the, they didn't do the common thing. They did not do the easy thing. They didn't do the thing anyone el everyone else was doing. But no, they stood for their God. They stood for their Lord, whom they served and whom they worshiped. And uh, they got a lot of persecution for their stand against um, the temptation of idol worship. Um, persecution from their peers and persecution from, um, from the king. Um, anyways, so it's the same today, right? We're uh, aspiring to be young Daniels, so don't be surprised if there is persecution against our stand as believers in Christ, as lovers of Jesus. Um, it could even come from our peers or even those who are older than us. But praise the Lord, Daniel and his companions were victorious over um, this uh, temptation. Hello there. How, how did the, um, what do you think about this? How did the small group go? Did you like it? Yeah. Okay, okay, give me a thumbs up. <laughs> okay, sweet, sweet, no. Uh, I love face-to-face, -face, but we'll, uh, this is better than nothing, that's for sure. So no, thank the Lord. Thank the Lord for technology. No, welcome back. Now I see everybody. Oh, Crystal. Hello, Crystal. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. No, this is cool. I see you, Evan. 
Yeah, hello. Yeah. <laughs> Jacob, I see you. Hello, Jacob. Jacob's in all the way from Maryland, so that's, that's cool. <laughs> no. Jacob, I'll give a shout out to Jacob. Hello, Jacob. <laughs> yeah, oh, tremendous. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord for technology. Amen. The divine life keeps flowing, right? Nothing can stop it. Nothing can stop it. Amen. So, okay, we're going to continue here in just about 10, 12 minutes. I'm going to share a little bit more. Then we're going to have one more breakout session. And uh, then uh, we'll just, we'll kind of wrap it up. We'll have a few uh, announcements. So anyway, just hang in there. And uh, hopefully in 15, 20 minutes, we should, be, uh, we should be done. But I'll share maybe about 10, 12 minutes. So what I want to do is uh, continue this story that Nathan started. And um, so I, I think you're all getting the storyline. The um, uh, Nebuchadnezzar is uh, blinded by his own dream. He thinks he's great. He makes his own image. Uh, he forgot about the stone. He forgot about the silver and the bronze and the iron and the uh, uh, mixed with clay. He forgot all about the image, made one huge image about himself. And uh, when the music plays, you're supposed to bow down, right? And then uh, it's awesome. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, no, right? I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it, O king. And uh, okay, so the king's not so happy. Actually, we're going to pick up this story from... Um, this is Daniel 3, verse 19, and it says, uh, Nebuchadnezzar was filled with fury, and the countenance of his face was changed towards Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And he responded and commanded that the furnace be made seven times hotter than it usually was heated, right? So uh, the king's, uh, you know, the furnace is, is uh, stoked. He's stoked. He says, what, what's going on, right? I gave you a command, and you're not listening. You're actually standing against my command, right? And then verse 20 mentions that uh, he commanded his army to uh, bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, bind them up in their clothes, their tunics, their mantles, and, uh, and other clothing, and throw him into the blazing furnace of fire. And so uh, he gets a couple of his comrades, Nebuchadnezzar does, and uh, he takes, uh, they, they take these three guys, and they're all bound up, and he takes them close to the furnace and throws them, the, uh, the three uh, Israelites into the furnace. And uh, actually the guys that throw them into the furnace, they, they actually get consumed by the fire, because the fire is so hot, right? So now you've got these three guys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, inside the furnace. Is that a good place to be? Y'all want to be in the furnace, right? I don't like being in the furnace. I hate the furnace, right? I'm afraid of the furnace. But I love my God, and uh, I, I, I like this. Um, you know, sometimes we have to take a stand for the Lord even when things don't go so well, uh, even when our environment may seem like a hot furnace. Um, we can't live by our circumstances. 
I can't live by how I feel. I need to live by vision. I'm an Israelite. I'm a Jew, right? Actually, I'm a, I'm a Christian. But anyway, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they realize I'm not Babylonian. And uh, Nebuchadnezzar is not my king. So they stood firm, right? It's awesome. So we, uh, we're people who live by vision. And um, we find strength in the vision we find of the Lord in his word. So Nebuchadnezzar, you know, the story goes on, and in verse 24, Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished, and he stood up in haste. He responded and said to his counselors, did we not throw three men into the midst of the fire, bound up? And his counselors said to the king, certainly, O king. Yeah, that's what we did. But Nebuchadnezzar says, look. I see four men, loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not harmed. And the appearance of the fourth is like a son of the gods. All right? Whoa. So Nebuchadnezzar, he, he, he is, he's just like, wait a minute. I threw three in there, and I, I, I see them. But there's a fourth, and this fourth one is like the son of the gods, right? Okay, uh, y'all are uh, muted, right, so we don't get a lot of background noise, but, so you really can't answer, but, um, um, oh, oh, you can type, okay, sweet, okay, I, I'm learning this, uh, I, I'm probably the one that knows least about this <laughs> app, uh, so you can type, who is this fourth person? who has the appearance, he's like the son of the gods. Who is this guy? Oh, amen. I see Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, Jesus in all caps. Hallelujah. All right. This is Christ, right? Christ Jesus. Wow. You know, um, you know if you ask me, um, many times... I might, I might, my prayer may be, Lord, deliver me from the furnace. I don't, I don't want to be in the furnace, right? Um, like to ma wave a magic wand and change the situation, right? I, I like to, it'd be awesome we had a, had, a, had a wand and we could change the world situation. This is an amazing, amazing phenomenon that we are witnessing, you know, before our eyes. What's going on? Not just, you know, in Texas, not just in the United States, but internationally with this virus. So, wow, the whole world is turned into a furnace. Um, you know, I don't think I'm telling you anything you don't know. You know, the, 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 the stock market is crashing, is going down. I mean, schools are closing, obviously. I mean, it's just amazing what I've never seen what's going on. Um, so it's a furnace. It's a furnace. I'm in this furnace. You're in this furnace. It's not a, it's not a by choice. But you know what? So our, our concept may be, Lord, deliver me out of the furnace. But you know what the Lord wants to do? He wants to join us in the furnace. He doesn't want to just quickly remove the furnace. It's amazing. Huh, Nathan? I, I think, Lord, get me out of the furnace. That's all I want. Just, just, just zap me. 
transport me out of the furnace. But the Lord, he's, he's Emmanuel. He wants to be the God who is with us in the furnace, in the furnace. So anyway, just uh, to um, the last couple of minutes that I have, um, maybe we could touch upon, Lord, how do I find you in my furnace? You know, how do I find the Lord? And, and I think I could just, you know, my own um, experience, uh, I think I, I, could, I could definitely testify. Actually, I found this verse. It's Psalm 46, uh, 1 and 2. You could write it down if you like. It's Psalm 46, 1 and 2. Anyway, this was special to me today. Uh, God is our refuge and strength, a help in distress. He is most readily found. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth change. I could not believe this. I just thought, wow, Lord, the earth may change. You don't think the earth can change. Actually, we can all testify, wow, the earth is very changeable. Our circumstances are very changeable. But Lord, you know what? Our God is our true refuge, and he doesn't change. So you, you know what helps me? I love my morning time. I love any time. It could be in the afternoon. It could be before you go to bed. It could be in the evening. Anyway, the Bible, right? Hallelujah for the B-I-B-L-E. This is the greatest refuge in the universe. That, um, and in my experience, this is where I, I often find the Lord in my furnace. Is, uh, and it's awesome to be kind of, you know, as, as C.S. is doing just reading through the New Testament chronologically, um, that's, such a, that's such a refuge. Sometimes I don't know how to get out of my circumstance. I don't know how to get out of my feeling, my anxiety, my fears. But uh, the more I try, the more I may get wrapped up. Um, but I could just, just turn to the Word. And sometimes it's, sometimes it's kind of awkward. I don't know where to turn to. So that's why it's good just to be reading chronologically. So I, I, I got a bookmark. I just read where I left off. And wow, I cannot tell you how many times the Lord has met me. It's like, wow, I have found a refuge, a marvelous refuge. It's peaceful, it's tranquil, it's supplying. Um, anyway, hallelujah for personal time with the Lord, right? May we all, may we all practice this as, as much as we can. And then the other thing was Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, were they by themselves? You, you can, you can uh, in your text where they, or your chat, were they by themselves? No, 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 no. Are you by yourself? You got to you, uh, put that in your chat. Are you by yourself? No, 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 double no, all right? Absolutely not. Hallelujah, hallelujah for Zoom. It's like, Wow. I, I never heard of this till this week. I, I love this app. I don't know how many Zoom uh, little gatherings I've had this week. It's like uh, uh, my wife's trying to figure out my schedule. I'm, you know, I'm home during the day now, and um, I'm having all these Zoom chats and meetings. And anyway, it's awesome. Anyway, we're not alone. You're not alone. We have one another. We can call one another. We can pray with one another. Uh, we can uh, visit one another. Just, just make sure each y'all are healthy, <laughs> you know, just check. Hey, you're, you're feeling good, right? 
But uh, no, we're not alone, and it's easier. It's always easier to stand together. We, uh, we have companions.